Hey folks, it's me, Stephen, your friendly neighborhood podcast host, back with another bonus episode made just for you, just to keep yourself going while just another fanboy is taking a bit of a break. This week, I dip way back to 2008. I used to do a podcast back from 2006 and 2008, and it was called Just Another Fanboy. And so I'm going way back to 2008, June 30th, 2008 is when I recorded this. It's episode 70 of the original show, and it's called Me, Myself, and I. It also features the music of De La Soul, as well as other bands, which means YouTube's not going to like it much, but you know what? I'm okay with that. But a couple of things real quick you need to know before we kick it off. Back then, in 2008, I did the show for a guy who was trying to build up like a podcast studio slash network thing and he called it Lynx Broadcasting. I don't know that it went anywhere, but you're going to hear me mention it. Next, I used to smoke back then, and I often did while I was podcasting, so you're going to hear me light up every now and again. But that's it. That's really all you need to know. So rather than taking up any more of your time, here is Just Another Fanboy, Episode 70, recorded on June 30th, 2008, Me, Myself, and I. Enjoy! You're listening to Just Another Fanboy, episode number 70, a Lynx Broadcasting Production. Mirror, mirror on the wall, tell me, mirror, what is wrong? Can it be my daylight clothes or is it just my daylight song? What I do ain't make-believe, people say I sit and try, but when it comes to being daylight, it's just me, myself, and I. It's just me, myself, and I. It's just me, myself, and I. Welcome to episode number 70 of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven. And uh, yeah, it's been a long time, but I'm back for the moment. Uh, I have the windows open, so you might hear some uh, cars buzzing by. It's a pretty crazy evening out there in these, this uh, sleepy little town in eastern Kansas. Uh, we are a small, quiet little community, but yet very loud in the evenings. I don't I don't quite understand why. But uh got a lot of stuff to talk about this episode. Um, first of all, I don't want to belabor the point, but yes, it's been a while. Uh, we ha- we've been having these chunks of nothing, and then some episodes coming out, then chunk, then a big chunk of nothing, and now some more episodes. But uh, uh, I've been working my, my butt off, basically. I've been busy, busy, busy at work. My new position that I got, well... New. I got it back in January. Uh, but my, my main function, I'm a trainer and my main function is we're all starting a new computer system in the service center. It's this big new system that's taking over the entire company, not just our little part of it. But my job is to train all the employees. There's over a hundred of them in the service center on how to use this new system. And I've been kept pretty busy, 
um, trying to, uh, I'm helping with development as far as testing bugs and all that really boring stuff that, that goes on. I'm having dreams about this new computer system and it's driving me a little crazy. Today was the day it was supposed to go live, but, uh, the company and all their infinite wisdom realized that the system just wasn't quite ready. So they've pushed back the date and it's allowed me a little breathing room at this point. So I thought I'd take, um, take the opportunity to just jump in here and record an episode. And hopefully, uh, of course, I said this last time, hopefully we can get back on track. But if we don't, we don't, you know, it's just one of those things. Life is what happens when you're making other plans. I think I said that last time, too. doesn't really matter. Um, now, between episode, um, well, 69 was a uh, clip show, but between episode 69 or 68 and this one, I've read a boatload of comics. I've also been doing other things. Um, still, uh, reading through the large stack of Lee Child books that my father gave me, uh, all starring the butt kicker extraordinaire Jack Reacher, which again is still a very weird name, Jack Reacher, but Eh, I've been enjoying them. I mean, I'm still reading them, so that tells you something. I have been watching a lot of movies. One particular movie I really, I, I've been, I've been dying to talk about. Um, uh, <laughs> and I'm, if you listen to the, if you listen to the show regularly, you know that I'm not really a negative guy. But I recently watched the direct to DVD animated Dragonlance. First, uh, first edition, first volume, whatever, Dragonlance Chronicles, um, Dragons of, uh, Autumn Twilight, I think it's called. Now, again, I'm not much of a negative person, but that movie sucked. I apologize to anybody out there who enjoyed it. Uh, I hate to use the term sucked because it always bugs me when somebody tells me that something I like sucks. You know, obviously it doesn't suck or, people would not be watching it or reading it or listening to it or whatever, but it just was not my cup of tea. Uh, now, the Dragonlance Chronicles, uh, written by uh, Tracy... Oh, good Lord. Wise and Hickman. I think it's Tracy Wise and something Hickman. I don't remember. I can't remember. Uh, Margaret Wise and Tracy Hickman, yes. Um, now, th those were the first fantasy novels I had ever read. So, to a lot of people... You know, Lord of the Rings is their thing because that was the first set of books that they've ever read fantasy wise. But to me, the Dragonlance Chronicles, some might, some might say this is pretty sad, but don't care. The Dragonlance Chronicles are my Lord of the Rings. Um, these are the books that I grew up on. I've read them many, many, many times. Um, and was quite excited when I found that they were doing a direct to DVD, uh, animated movie based off of the first book. Um, now, I had heard bad things about it before I watched it, so I didn't go into it with high expectations. But I was still disappointed uh, for a couple of reasons. One, all of the dragons and the draconians were all CGI, while everything else in the movie was standard cell animation. And while there are certain movies out there, animated movies that can mix this, the, the uh, old school animation style with the CGI and can make it work. Didn't really happen in this one. Um, it was really, 
really took me out of the movie uh, whenever they would fight these draconians because they you they they didn't belong together. They just didn't. Two completely different animals in the same in the same uh, you know on the same screen, and it just did not work. Uh, the second problem I had with it was um, a lot of people apparently had a problem with uh, Kiefer Sutherland doing the voice of Raceland. That didn't bother me at all. I thought it I thought it worked to a certain extent. But um no my my main problem was that the voice of Tannis Halfelven uh was voiced by uh I can't think of the guy's name. He played Lex Luthor in Smallville and he did the voice of the Flash in the Justice League cartoons. And that really it was really hard to hear the Flash's voice coming out of Tannis. That was really tough. And then you had uh, the dude that did the voice of Riverwind also did the voice of Green Lantern from the uh, Justice League cartoon. So it, it, it was a little hard to follow. Um, a lot of it stuck to the story. A lot of it didn't. That's just, you know, one of those things that you have to deal with whenever you watch a movie that's based off of a book. Uh, speaking of a movie that's based off a book, I've also been going back and watching the Harry Potter movies. And just recently, just uh, last night, actually finished uh, *Prisoner of Az- Azkaban*. Now, this was this book uh, was one of my favorites uh, of the series, but yet the my least favorite of the movies. I'm I'm getting all negative in this episode. I'm not sure why, but this was probably my least favorite of the movies uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, first of all, <clears throat> you have the same director in the first two movies and a new director for *Prisoner of Azkaban*. And uh, he, I don't know if this was all the director, but really changed the look and the feel of the movie compared to uh, whoever it was that had had done the movie previously. The two, um, Chamber of Secrets and uh, Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, now, you want to change the look of the movie, you want to change the feel, that's fine. Because the book itself really was the, the growing point for the Harry Potter books. You know, it had a very different tone than the first two books, so the movie should, to a certain extent, have a different tone. But there were certain little things he did, like uh, every time one of the characters used a wand, it had a little little sound effect that went along with it that they, they didn't do in the first two movies, and that kind of bugged me. Um, it was filmed in a different location. All the outdoor shots for Hogwarts was a completely different location. I don't think they had any control over that whatsoever, uh, but... You know, for example, when they go to see Hagrid, they have to walk down this this giant hill, uh, to this very steep, long hill to get to Hagrid's cabin. Whereas in the first two movies, he's he's pretty much right outside the doors of uh, of Hogwarts. Uh, so that also gave a different feel to the movie. Uh, then, of course, the guy playing Dumbledore was somebody completely different. They had no, you know, the the first guy died. You can't blame him for that. Uh, but you combine all these together, and it's like, with the exception of the characters, you're watching a completely different movie altogether, if that makes any sense. Uh, on a lighter note, watched all three Back to the Future movies, and those movies are f- wicked. They're awesome. Um Grew up on those. <clears throat> a lot of people discount Back to the Future 3, uh, and I'm of the opinion that it is, it's, uh, I don't want to say it's the best, but uh, they're all good. They're all just as good as the other ones, as far as I'm concerned. I remember going to see the second one, Back to the Future 2, in the theater, <clears throat> and I remember it ending 
and then they show you, you know, what's coming up in the next movie. And it starts with this crane shot of them going over the, the, uh, like the train depot. And you suddenly realize that they're in the old West. And I just was freaking out, you know, oh my God, I can't believe they went to the old West. And, uh, it's a great, great, great movie. All three of them are great movies. And <clears throat> if you pay attention, you'll notice that Marty McFly has his own fighting style, which, um, really uh, is nothing more than pointing to something behind his opponent and screaming out, oh my God, what is that? And as they turn, hitting them and running for your dear life. That's that's the Marty McFly, Mc, the Marty McFly maneuver, as I like to call it. Uh, I believe that's pretty much all I've been watching lately. Um, catching up on Harry Potter, watched the uh, Back to the Future movies, uh, did... Rewatch all the Lord of the Rings movies again. Those, those are just incredible, incredible movies. Uh, next on my list is to get through, uh, I gotta finish up getting, going back through Harry Potter. So we got two more movies there. Um, and then I want to get through the Indiana Jones trilogy and prob- possibly the six Star Wars movies, uh, before I move. Maybe by that time, then, uh, Iron Man and, um, the Hulk will be out on DVD, and I'm looking forward to both of those. I'm hearing nothing but good things about both of those movies. All right. Um, I should probably mention, since I didn't at the get-go, uh, the theme song for this episode is uh, Me, Myself, and I by De La Soul. Uh, I'm probably going to be mixing up the theme song a little bit. I don't know why, just because I want to. Um, all right. That's about it. Let's talk some comics. So, as I said earlier, I've read a boatload of comics in the last month or so, and uh, rather than just pick out one or two to go into and, I guess, review, I'm doing air quotes right now, review, um, I just thought I'd pull up my list and, and kind of reminisce on what I've read. Um, 1985, read the first issue of that for Marvel Comics. This was a great first issue set in the year 1985. Uh, set in the real world. Uh, apparently, if what I've read about the series beforehand is true, uh, this is the at the end of the Secret Wars mini when the heroes and the the villains are all zapped back to Earth <clears throat> in the Marvel universe. Uh, the villains don't go straight back to Earth. They wind up in our in our world in the real world, and they're gonna wreak some havoc and. Uh, you know, in a world without any any superheroes at all, and it's up to a uh, twelve or thirteen year old boy to uh, find find a way to stop them. And I was uh, how old was I? I was thirteen. I turned thirteen in eighty five. Is that right? Yeah, thirteen. I turned thirteen in eighty five. Um, <clears throat> so that's that's kind of neat. Um, written by Mark Miller, uh, art by Tommy Lee Edwards. Um, one of my favorite shots in the entire, in, in, in the entire first issue is, uh, the boy 
Oh, people are letting off fireworks already. It's June 30th, people. <laughs> that drives Karen crazy. Uh, it's going to be a fun few couple of days. Um, but uh, there's a shot in uh, a comic book store. And there's this wall full of comics. And Tommy Lee Edwards, like, Act, puts actual Marvel comics from that year on that wall. And so I'm just looking through there going, Oh, got that one. Got that one. Read that one. Got that one. It was, it was pretty cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, <clears throat> action comics is, and this, I'm going through these alphabetically. That's right. Uh, I have them on my list. Action comics is, is looking good so far. I've, I'm up to issue 866. Uh, of course, read the action comics annual. Which uh, finally finished out the Last Sun storyline that uh, one of the Cooper brothers was doing, um, and frankly, after reading that and seeing the art, I was not at all disappointed uh, for having to wait that long. The art was phenomenal. Uh, everything in it—the foregrounds, the backgrounds, the main character—it it was just a f- phenomenal piece of art. Uh, All Star Superman. I'm up to number eleven. That. Um, that's just a great book. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be really sad when that ends. Uh, Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly. Really great book. Uh, what else have I been reading? I'm reading The Amazing Spider-Man weekly. I'm up to 563. These are the issues, uh, if you're reading along, written by, um, current arc that I'm in is written by Bob Gale, who wrote the Back to the Future movies. Um, art by Mike McCone, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. And, uh, Dealing with the, the, the bookie character, uh, who hangs out at this bar where all these, uh, like B, C list supervillains hang out and they place bets on, uh, superheroes, supervillain fights and whatnot. Um, let me skip some through here. Batman RIP. I'm reading that. Not quite with, with pretty much anything that Grant Morrison writes. I usually have to get pretty much three quarters of the way into a series before I can gauge whether or not I'm enjoying it. And I mean, I am, but I'm not quite sure what's going on just yet. Um, it's fairly obvious, at least to me, that um, this character that they've introduced to be Bruce Wayne's girlfriend, Jezebel, she's obviously part of the the, the black hand or whatever they're called, the, the black glove or this group that's out to destroy Super uh, Batman and Bruce Wayne. Um, but <clears throat> with Grant Morrison, if it's blazingly obvious, it's probably not the case. Uh, Blue Beetle's been really good. Booster Gold, I'm up to issue number 10. I'm very sad. I really hope that they don't, um, you know, take Ted Cord away. If they do, they do. You know, I've still got old back issues of uh, Blue Beetle and uh, Justice League International, so I can get my Blue Beetle fix there if I have to. Um... Captain America, third number thirty-eight. Oh, that book is getting good. I mean, well, it's always been good, but it's getting it's getting real good. Let's just put it that way. Uh, they brought back um, <clears throat> uh, who is this guy? Uh, apparently, the guy who was Captain America in the fifties um, thinks he's Steve Rogers. I, I oh, good stuff. Um, Captain Britain and MI-13. I've read the first two issues of that so far. Really good series. Checkmate. So far with Bruce Jones, I'm kind of digging. Uh, I got Conan the Sumerian issue zero, and we'll have to see how that, you know, that wasn't really, that was kind of a setup issue, I guess. Not really. Kind of a, just a, if you, if you don't know who Conan is, here you go. Um, I'm looking forward to that series as it comes out. Uh, Echo. 
uh, by Terry Moore. I'm reading that. I'm up to issue three so far. So good. Uh, never really read Strangers in Paradise, so I'm kind of looking forward to really digging into this and see seeing how this turns out. One of these days, I'll start picking up some Strangers in Paradise trades because I know that uh, Jamie over at CGS just lives and breathes that series and. Uh, so far, pretty much a lot of stuff that he's recommended has, uh, I've, I've enjoyed. So I'm going to take his word on a lot of stuff. Final crisis. We're two issues into that. Again, Grant Morrison. So far, I'm loving it. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, we'll see what happens. Uh, JG Jones on art. I'm loving the art. Um, not quite sure what's going on. Apparently, I'm, you're, if you, uh, kind of would have, kind of want to get a good feel on this whole dark side Mr. Miracle thing that's going on in there. You need to read um, <clears throat> Seven Soldiers Mr. Miracle, which I have. I just haven't read so maybe I ought to do that. Fire Breather number one by Image. Uh, never read the original series but the first issue so far I enjoyed. I don't remember who the artist is on that. I think it's written by um, uh, Andy Parks. I may be incorrect on that. I'm not going to look it up. Um, FX I'm up to issue three. I can't remember the name of the guy who's writing it, but it's being drawn by John Byrne. Can't really lose there. Ghost Rider uh, just finished issue 24 about 45, 45 minutes an hour ago. Um, digging that so far. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's almost a little too hardcore, but I, I don't know. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep reading it, and uh, maybe at some point I'll end up dumping it. I, I don't know. So far, it's... Kind of enjoyable. It might be a little too over the top for me, but we'll we'll see as we get into it. Uh, G.I. Joe, number 35. I guess 36 is the last issue for Devil's Due. Uh, this is the World War III storyline. I, I hope they put all 12 issues out in one trade, because I'll definitely buy that. Green Arrow, Black Canary. I'm up to issue number nine. Uh, Mike Norton kicking some serious bootay on the art chores. Um, a lot of loud cars in my neighborhood. Uh, that's... That's uh, the downfall of living in Kansas. A lot of really loud cars. Um, Plastic Man makes an appearance in issues eight and nine so far. And uh, again, Mike Norton kicking some bootay. Loving his art on that. Couldn't ask for couldn't ask for a better artist on probably one of my most favorite characters of all time. Um, Green Lantern, really good so far. They're doing the whole. They're they're retelling his origin. Which uh, typically, I, eh, I already know his origin. Big deal that alien crash lands to Earth, gives Hal his ring, but he's he's tying his origin into the whole Blackest Night storyline that's coming up. So that's really good. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I hadn't planned on reading. I'm not really into the uh, cosmic stuff. This is a Marvel book, but um, frankly, Christopher Neesman. Uh, of around comics and 11 o'clock comics has been singing the praises of this book so much that, uh, I had to pick it up. And uh, what really got me, I think, in one of the most recent episodes of around comics, he just, he said, this is like, this is going to be like, uh, Marvel's, uh, Justice League International. The, the feel of it, the way the, you know, there's drama and comedy at the same time. And yeah, I'm, so far I'm, I'm really liking it. Uh, Hercules, the, uh, and I always, I'm sure I mispronounced this. The Thracian Wars. Uh, I've read issues one and two. Um, I can't even remember the name of the uh, Radical, maybe, is the publisher that's putting that out. So far, pretty good. Uh, Invincible Iron Man from Marvel. Matt Fraction writing. Gold. The book is gold. Um, catching up on Justice League. 
eh, so far it's it's all right. Justice Society of America is doing is yeah, pretty good. Uh, not let's see where he goes with this whole Gog thing going on. Um, Madman Atomic Comics, of course, still churning out some good stuff. All the Secret Invasion tie-ins, Mighty Avengers, New Avengers. Um, I've been reading uh, Secret Invasion, Fantastic Four, uh, Secret Invasion, Who Do You Trust? Um, I'm giving Ms. Marvel a try, but so far I'm kind of cold on that. But uh, really, really digging the two big events for Marvel and DC right now. I'm not... I. Right now, I'm leaning more towards Secret Invasion, probably because I understand it a little bit more. <laughs> but uh, they're both good, both good stuff. Um, New Universal Shockfront. I've read issues one and two. I don't think I finished the first New Universal series, um, but recently dug out all of my issues of Star Brand. I believe there were eighteen or nineteen issues, and I've I've got them all. And I think that is going to be my first set of books I'm going to have actually bound at some point. Uh, Northwind, finished that out. It was pretty good. Pretty Baby Machine from Image Comics, uh, telling the story of Pretty Boy Floyd, uh, Babyface Nelson, and Machine Gun Kelly uh, kind of getting together to take out Al Capone. So far, we're just one issue into that. Proof, 8 and 9, Image Comics, Alex, Alex Grecian, Riley Rosmo. Great Great book. Issue number nine is pretty much just uh, Proof and Elvis, not Elvis Presley, uh, just going shopping. They're just shopping. But you do find out, and here's a, here's a spoiler, you do find out that uh, Proof's pretty old because uh, he there, there, there's this whole theme throughout the issue where um, he really – he really cares about the way he dresses. He's, he's very stylistic and he, you know, he's, uh, this was, you find out that this was taught to him at an early age by, um, uh, Thomas Jefferson, I think it was. So he's been around for quite a while. Um, Punisher War Journal, uh, up to issue number 20. Again, Matt Fraction, they got this whole thing going on with Jigsaw, um, which is so far pretty good. Uh, Jigsaw, it's kind of, um, Oh, what do I want to compare this to? What have I read recently that's, uh, well, kind of like what's going on in Batman right now. Um, you've got this, instead of a group of people going after Batman, you've got this one character, Jigsaw, who's just decided to just go full force and go after the Punisher. And at this point, he's put a 50 million euro uh, price on Frank's head and everybody's out to get him. I read uh, Red Mass for Mars, number one, from Image. This is a Jonathan Hickman book. Can't for the life of me think of who the artist is, but the, artist, the art's phenomenal. Uh, not, quite, not quite sure on this book. Might, may see how number two goes. A lot of stuff going on. Um, can't quite keep up. The old brain doesn't keep up with all that information. Um, Superman, I'm up to 676. Um, I haven't read the first James Robinson yet, so... Uh, really looking forward to those though. Uh, Scar, Son of Hulk, red issue number one. Not quite sure about that one just yet. Uh, we'll have to get further into it. Uh, the 12 from Marvel is a great series. If you're not reading the 12, you really need to. Um, I think they've already solicited the first hardcover to that. So, uh, you might want to wait till it, you know, if you don't want to spend money on a six issue hardcover, which I don't. Um, I'm hoping they'll put all, I think there's 12 issues. Maybe that's just because it's called the 12. I'm going to assume there's 12 issues, but I'm pretty sure it's 12 issues. Hopefully they'll put all that into, um, 
into one big trade or one big hardcover. It's definitely it so far from up to issue six, the story deserves a uh, massive hardcover. Uh, Walking Dead 49, not going to spoil anything, but uh, that's got to be my favorite book out there. The War That Time Forgot um, over at DC. Uh, I'm liking it, but it's a lot of obscure war characters that I I may have heard of once in a while, but not quite sure, but I'm enjoying it so far. Thor from Marvel's kicking all kinds of ass. Uh, issue number nine is the recent one that I read. It's, uh, really features Balder the Brave, who's always been one of my favorite Thor characters from back in the Simonson days. Um, he's kind of lost. He's Loki is kind of, uh, toying with him, making him feel like, um, he needs to have a purpose in life and he's not quite sure what to do with his life. And he's, he may stop listening to Thor and start listening to Loki, and that's not a good thing. Um, I have Tor from DC issues one and two, but I haven't read those yet. Trinity, the first three issues of Trinity, I'm kind of enjoying, kind of not. We'll see how that goes. You know, I did, <laughs> I did hear something the other day. Somebody told me that the, it's, they were complaining about it. They said this, this, it's really slow. And it's like slow. We're three issues into what is probably, from what I understand, a 52-issue series. You're three issues in. If you're worried about it being slow now, you need to drop it because they have 52 issues to tell a story. There's probably going to be points in it where it's going to be a little slow. Um, War is Hell, the first flight of the Phantom Eagle from uh, Marvel Max, written by Grant Morris and Howard Chaikin. This is a great book. Uh, I wasn't quite sure after the first couple issues, but I just finished issue three yesterday and I'm, I'm loving this. I, you know, I don't, I haven't read much about World War One, and I'm not a big fighter pilot guy, but this is about World War One fighter pilots, uh, an, an American one, actually, who goes to uh, fly in a British regiment. Really good, really good book. You should check it out. Wolverine Origins just wrapped up its uh, issue 25, the whole Deadpool arc, which was pretty good. Uh, Wonder Woman is amazing. Uh, I cannot think of the dude that's 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 on the art right now, but um, I I'm loving it. I I never thought I would say that about a Wonder Woman book, but I am loving Wonder Woman so far. And then last on my list, uh, Zorro issue three, good book, good book. Oh, uh. Frankenstein, Prodigal Son, issue number one. This is uh, from the Devil, DeBell Brothers, Devil, DeBell, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Dean Koontz. Uh, it's a Dean Koontz book. He did. He's supposed to do three books. He's done two so far. Um, Prodigal Son, and I can't remember what the second one's called, but it's kind of a reimagining of Frankenstein um, where the, the, the history behind it is still there, but F- Dr. Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster uh, are still alive in the 21st century. Good stuff. So those are the comic books I've read recently. I still got quite a big stack in front of me uh, to read, looking at about 25 books or so. Haven't read Trinity issue four yet. Um, I picked up uh, all the issues from BPRD 1946. Heard good things about that. So I can't wait to uh, check that out. Uh, Oh, I read giant size, astonishing X-Men number one. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Um, Captain America Mythos. I'm looking forward to reading that. That looks really good because it looks like it's looks like it's old school Cap back during World War II. Um, 
Yeah, so I got a lot of books left to read. Hopefully, I can get some of them read. Maybe I can get another another uh, episode out next week, and I can talk about some newer books. Um, but that's it on the comic tip, as it were. And we'll be right back. <laughs> wrap the old show up now at this point um hopefully like i said i'd like to get back on track but uh i don't have the best track record as it is for uh, getting out podcasts on time but we'll see um some point in the near future i still want to do uh might take two or three episodes to uh talk about my uh history as a musician and play some play some songs from various bands i used to be in um, I'll try to stick those in in between regular episodes uh, so you'll still get some comics talk from me if you know what I'm saying. But um, let's uh, let's wrap this sucker up. Uh, we are Lynx Broadcasting Production. Uh, we're a member of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. Find that out. Find that at uh, comicbooknoise.com slash league. Uh, we are part of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that at comics dot, or comicspodcasts.com. You can write into the show at justanotherfanboy at gmail.com. Send me your emails. I love to read them. Please leave an iTunes review. Uh, I love to read those, too. Anytime anybody says something nice about me, it makes me very happy and warm inside. and I feel cozy and I can sleep. Um, we do have a new voicemail set up. Um, I don't know the number off the top of my head, and I forgot to write it down. So uh, you can go to the forum at um, the comic the comic forums.com look for just another fanboy or just go to just another fanboy.com and click on the forums link it'll take you into the just another fanboy forums and you'll find a post in there that uh it's a, it's a sticky so it's up top and it's got the phone number to the um to the voicemail and there's also a new post a new thread i started in there uh asking everybody to come tell me who you are you know if you're listening to the show you post over at the forum come in and say hi uh yeah, that's about it. So, until next week, I'm Steven. I'm just another fanboy. Take care of your teeth. It's just me, myself, and I. It's just me, myself, and I. It's just me, myself, and I. There it is, folks. That was the episode. It was actually kind of fun going back and listening to that, thinking about how I podcast today compared to how I podcasted back then and all the stuff I would leave into the show back then that I would take out now, like whenever I clear my throat or take huge, massive breaths. I take all that stuff out now, but apparently I left a lot of that back in back then. And 
holy crap, did I read a lot of comic books back then. I don't know how much time passed between episodes 60 and 70 back then, because I said these were all the books, you know, in the episode I said, these were all the books I read between episodes 68 and 70. And it was at least two months because there were a few books there where I was like, I read this issue. I read this this comic issue seven and eight, blah, blah, blah. But still, that's a lot of flipping comics. I mean, a lot of flipping comics. But uh, yeah, that was fun. Hey, season five of Just Another Fanboy officially launches on June 10th. And of course, I'm going to be talking about the first episode of Loki from Disney Plus in that first episode of season five. And do me a favor, folks. If you haven't already, check out my new video show, Event or Else, the show where I go through most every major Marvel and DC event, one issue at a time, one episode at a time. Episode number eight went up this week, and we're talking about Marvel Superhero Secret Wars issue number eight. You can find it at eventorelse.com. It is first and foremost a video show, but there is an audio version as well. And if you want to know where you can find either version, just go to eventorelse.com. That'll that'll give you all the information you need. Until then, as we sign off, here's a bit of a preview of what's coming up in Season 5, the new theme song. Be nice to each other. Good job. Ooh.